In today's podcast, we're going to be talking about one of my favorite topics, food, specifically nutrition and the role that nutrition plays in bringing harmony to your life to really, truly becoming an exceptional husband. Welcome to the Exceptional Husband Podcast. This podcast is for the husbands and fathers who are not satisfied with the status quo. You see, to be exceptional means to be rare, better than average, or deviating from the norm. On this journey, we will look at practical strategies, tips, and even experiments to break out of the usual and surprise our spouses, and at times, even ourselves. You are listening to the Exceptional Husband Podcast. Why settle for average when exceptional is an option? Thank you for joining me today in the Exceptional Husbands Podcast. As I said in the intro, we are going to be talking about food today, talking about nutrition. So let's talk about food for a minute. Now, I don't know about you, but I kind of have this love-hate relationship with food. And if I'm if I'm really, really honest with you, it's more of a love-love relationship with food. Because you see, I love food. I love to eat. I mean, I, I wake up and I think about food as I'm going to bed. Sometimes I, I may be thinking about food if I'm honest. So I really do kind of love food. So let's talk about that a little bit more. So obviously, if we're going to be an exceptional husband, one of the things that we need to do to to bring harmony to our life is we do need to have a balanced diet, a healthy diet for our health, uh, for heart health, for blood pressure, for cholesterol. There's so many things that are affected by what you put in your mouth. And most uh, studies have proven that up to 75% of your immune system can be focused on the gut, just your gut health. So if you have poor gut health, you can have a poor immune system. If you have a poor immune system, then you're going to find yourself being sick a whole lot more than you really need to be. Uh, I know my own wife had her health journey, and one of the big things that that changed the, the disease that she was fighting was changing her diet, changing her gut health. And it was amazing how she's now symptom-free from, from the condition that she had. And the primary thing was through gut health. So it is huge. Now, of course, we would all love to have six-pack abs. And some of you listening to this, maybe you do. Okay, maybe I am a little bit envious of you. But we all agree that we need to shed those extra pounds. And so I do have a, a, a sad, sad revelation for you. Maybe you haven't realized this yet, but uh, I hope you're sitting down. Uh, if you're driving, maybe you should pull over and, and, and park for a minute just to soak this in. But I hate to break, be the one to break it to you, but you can't out-exercise a poor diet. Nope, I'm going to say it again. You can't out-exercise a poor diet. Let's, let's look at this a little more specifically. One hour of jogging you're going to burn about 500 calories on the average. One hour jogging, 500 calories burned. One large order of fries from one of your favorite fast food McRestaurants is 510 calories. 510 calories. Now, I haven't seen many people just go to McDonald's and only, oops, I said the word, and only order a large fry. Most of the time, you're going to get a large fry, a Big Mac, and a large cola, which that you know blows it way out past 510 calories. But so if you if even if you just ate the fries, that's 510 calories. You're going to have to jog for an hour, and you're still not going to break even. Okay, so you cannot out exercise a poor diet. So that you know it doesn't take calculus to do the math on that. It's it's just not going to work. 
Now, I also want to take the time to say here that fad diets don't work. Okay, now, I'm not discrediting any of the popular, please insert in the blank here, diets that you may have tried. Um, most of these diets, they're going to have absolutely true, scientifically proven uh, parts to them that are going to work. You are going to lose the weight. You are probably going to get healthier. But the problem is, for example, taking myself, you know, I'll use myself as an example. I have lost thousands of pounds. I have gained thousands of pounds. And the problem is, if you go with a fad diet, you're really looking at a short-term, sometimes very extreme situation to where you radically change what you're eating. You radically change how you're even preparing it. And I've been on some of these diets where I spent a good part of the afternoon shopping just to try to find all the ingredients I was supposed to have to make this fad diet work. The problem with a fad diet or any kind of diet that you do for a short period of time or, or that has a you know very stringent, tight example, um, things that you have to do to follow that diet, the problem is they're not sustainable. Yes, you're going to lose weight. Yes, you're going to get healthier. But really, a diet isn't going to give you the what you need in the long run, what you need in the long term. Because anything you do, just like we talked about in another podcast with exercise, Whatever you do has to be sustainable. It needs to be sustainable. It's something that you need to do day in, day out. Not a fad, not something that's so extreme that you could barely make it through one day, much less 90 days, much less the rest of your life. So what you really need to do is you need to really develop healthy eating lifestyle. A healthy eating lifestyle. And we're going to talk more about that in a minute. But basically change the way that you eat on a regular basis and keep it something that is sustainable, and you're going to see long-lasting results for the rest of your life. So this is a good part where I want to interject something here, a discovery that that I made um, when I actually I actually worked with a health coach for about three months, and um, I, I made this discovery while I was I was working with her. And so my question I need to ask you right now to help you with it, possibly have the same revelation is what is your relationship with food? Okay. Now I know for myself, I'm a stress eater. Uh, there are times in my life that I, I had incredibly, an incredibly stressful time. It lasted for a long time. It wasn't just a one event, but it was a, a, a season, if you would, of my life that was super stressful. I literally gained almost 30 pounds in what seemed like overnight because I'm a stress eater. I'm stressed out, so I eat. I'm stressed out, so I stuff, you know, the, the famous phrase comfort foods in my mouth. And we all may have different comfort foods. And I know at one time in my life, there was a, a particular soda that that was my comfort. I, I would be up at two o'clock in the morning uh, sipping on a soda because for some strange reason, psychologically, it gave me comfort. And so are you a stress eater? That's, that's good to identify. But what I found out from working with a, with that health coach was, yes, I do understand. I, I've known for most of my life I'm a stress eater. But there's another thing that I realized when I started analyzing my relationship with food, and that is some of my best memories are around food. So I think about growing up, Sunday afternoon dinner at my grandmother's house. That was a super awesome memory because we would get together with aunts, uncles, and cousins, my mom and dad, my, my grandparents, and we would have just a great time. It was a, a, a good time with family. We would eat around the table, and if it was bad weather, we'd sit around the, the living room. If it was good weather, we'd sit out under the shade trees and chairs and spend the afternoon with family. 
and then um, holidays. Holidays were also great memories growing up. Uh, we would get together as family once again around the dinner table, around the living room with heaping plates of food, usually filled and refilled. And so a lot of my great memories were around food. So then I, I started realizing that I need to have a fundamental shift in my my attitude and my relationship with food. I know it, it kind of takes the romance out of it with your love for food, but if you can really start looking at food instead of comfort, instead of, you know, um, some, some kind of great benefit or great um, bonus you get or some great reward you get for doing something great, if you can take all those things aside and just look at food as fuel, think about it. Food as fuel. Now, when you start looking at food as fuel, there's all kinds of of uh, analogies you can make there. Because think about it: if I take my car out here and I put some bad gas in it, if I, maybe I put some gas in that's got some water in it, what's going to happen to my engine? It's not going to run well. What's going to happen if I put diesel in my gasoline engine? Oh, it's going to die. Or if I had a diesel, what would happen if I put regular gasoline in? It would die. Um, a very violent death, possibly. So. It's the same thing with your body. If you put garbage, if you put unhealthy food in, that is the fuel that you're putting in your body. And so it is going to not simply run as well. And in, I'm a firm believer that God has designed our bodies to take care of itself, to to um, heal itself, if you would, to stay healthy. Not really heal itself as much as um, staying healthy, uh, not getting sick in the first place. Or if we do get sick, it recovers through our immune system. And so I believe that one of the most critical aspects of that, as I've already mentioned, is the food, the fuel that you fuel your body with. Okay. So there is uh, one huge drawback in society right now to looking at food as fuel and to eating a healthy diet of, of nutritious, um, especially nutritionally, nutritionally dense food. And that is nobody eats at home anymore. If you drive through my town that I live in on pretty much any night of the week, you're going to find the majority of the restaurants are packed out. It's like nobody eats at home anymore. And the problem with that is those those foods that you get in restaurants, it is really hard to find what you could really say is healthy, nutritious, fast food. Well, you almost forget that. Or in most restaurants because they use a lot of sodium. They will use a lot of sugars. Uh, it's it's usually heavy, fatty. It's it's not healthy food, and so there was one doctor that I was listening to in a podcast, and he made a simple suggestion to increase the quality of food that you put into your body, the quality of food that you fuel your body with, and that is, I know once again this may be a revelation to you, but cook, cook. If you just started cooking one meal a week more at home, start reducing your, the times that you eat out even by one meal a week. And then maybe the following week you increase it by one more. But if you start cooking at home, then you have control of everything that you are putting into that meal that you prep it with, that's the ingredients that you use. And then when you put it into your mouth, then you have prepared it. Now, one great rule of thumb is if your grandmother didn't eat it, you shouldn't either. So I know my grandparents, they always had a garden, they had healthy foods, uh, they have nutritional, uh, nutritious foods. And so what you really need to be looking at is obviously stay away from the boxed stuff, the, 
the microwave, stick it in the microwave, and it's all prepared kind of stuff because those things, pretty much like restaurants, they're going to have lots of sugars, lots of sodium, um, more unhealthy processed foods. The processed foods, they weren't really created for consumption and nutrition of a human being. They're really created to make money and sell if you really get down to it. A box of Kraft macaroni and cheese it was not made to give you super nutrition. It was made to... Um, pacify your screaming child by giving them some processed artificial everything to put in their mouth and fill that hole in their stomach for a little bit. I know there was one study that was done where uh, ramen, you know, a college student's best friend, ramen noodles, they, when your standard ramen noodles that you get for, you know, whatever, 15 cents a pack, uh, they could, they could take forever to digest because they're not natural. Um, at least most of the ones that you'll buy are not natural. So what you can do, once again, you need something simple, you need something that's sustainable. So what we're going to talk about right now is, is if you can pick three um, go-to foods from some different categories. Okay, so we're going to talk about three main categories here. We're going to talk about lean protein, we're going to talk about healthy carbs or starch, and we're going to talk about healthy fats. Okay, so if you're looking at lean protein... When I say lean protein, think free-range beef, think organic chicken, think uh, wild-caught salmon or organic whole eggs or whey protein or organic cheese, egg whites, all-white fish, turkey breast. Okay, think about those things. And then pick out three of those that you say, you know, I really love organic chicken. I really love uh, my protein shakes. I really love egg whites. Pick three of these that you can kind of go to. It's like, you know, if I if I what if I have not prepared a meal and I don't really know what I want to eat, I can pick one of these three and plug it into a meal plan and bam, there we go. Okay, so that's your lean protein. Healthy carbs or starches. So think black or brown rice, think quinoa, think sweet potatoes. I love sweet potatoes. Uh, all green veggies, uh, broccoli, Brussels sprouts. Um, green beans, think grapefruit, organic berries, apples, Ezekiel bread, or still cut oatmeal. Those are more healthy carbs and starches. Once again, pick three of those. Pick three of those that your that your your favorite that your that can become your go-to healthy carbs or starches. Now, third category is think about healthy fats. So when we talk about healthy fats, we're talking virgin coconut oil, extra virgin olive oil walnuts, avocado, MCT oil, cashews, organic cheese, almonds, or grass-fed butter. Those are all examples of healthy fats, and once again, pick three of those. So instead of using that processed spray canola oil in your pan to cook a meal, uh, think about using coconut oil or extra virgin olive oil. Uh, one thing, if you have, if it's a, a higher uh, temperature item that you're cooking or uh, utensil that you're using, or um, appliance you're using, you can also think about avocado oil. Avocado is, is good for the higher uh, temperature products and things that you need to cook at a higher temperature. So that's also good. But pick three of those. Okay, so you've got lean protein, healthy carbs and starches, and healthy fats. You pick three from, from each of those lists. And then what you can do, a simple strategy, once again, something simple, something sustainable, is you create the perfect plate. There's some movie one time, I think, with Bette Miller that had the perfect bite. Well, we're not talking about the perfect bite. We're talking about the perfect plate. So the plan is take a, a normal size plate. Don't get one of these, you know, serving platters for parties or something, but get a regular size plate. And then in that plate, put half of that plate, fill it up with 
vegetables, with, with healthy vegetables. On another uh, quarter of that plate, put one of your proteins that you've picked. And then on a third, uh, I'm sorry, a quarter of that, of that plate, uh, a healthy carb. So quarter carb, quarter protein, half vegetables. That is a perfect plate. Now, don't make it the Leaning Tower of Pisa where you pile it up so high that it's falling off the, the platter. Um, but basically, you know, protein, one, one rule of thumb is a fist size portion of protein is, is usually good. But if you think a quarter of that plate protein, a quarter of that plate carbs, and a half of that plate are vegetables, then it is going to really, that's going to be what, what you would call a healthy plate, um, healthy serving healthy size of those servings in a, in a good combination. Now, I know you can get into to macros and you can get into all these different things and measure all sorts of things and get super specific with it. But once again, we're, we're talking about something that's sustainable. We're talking about something to where even if you got stuck going to a buffet restaurant, you could possibly go up to that buffet and depending on where you went and make a perfect plate. And so once again, making that perfect plate to where you have that healthy balance of lean protein, healthy carbs or starch, and healthy fats. Now, one of the things I didn't mention that you can also add to that list is, uh, obviously, you want something to drink with that. So, for drinks, um, organic green tea, high-quality coffee, herbal teas, or regular black teas. Now, I, I encourage you, stay away at all costs from soda. There are, soda is absolutely bad. Think soda, bad. Um, Alcohol, whether you drink or you don't drink, I, I will tell you, no matter if you uh, agree with drinking or disagree with drinking, any type of, of drinking of alcohol in, in excess is going to be detrimental to your body, period. So there, you know, some people agree with drinking in moderation, but I'm telling you, um, you know, a lot of, of alcoholic drinks are super high in sugar, super high in, in uh, carbs and so I, I you know encourage you there if you if you're slamming them down every night then there's a great chance that's part of what's causing your health issue so it's good to at least cut back uh, if you can eliminate it even better but but really need to look at that but the healthy drinks are organic green tea high quality coffee herbal teas regular black teas and of course water the body needs lots of water. You need to be drinking more water each day. There's one stat that came out that said that the majority of Americans are dehydrated. They stay in almost a constant state of dehydration. And once again, just like with gut health, your body cannot be healthy if it's dehydrated. So there's, there's different formulas for that. You can say, you know, take, take half of your weight plus 32 ounces and drink that many ounces a day, just for example. But what you, what's, what's really great is if you can at least increase where you're at right now, uh, if, if it's, you know, 64 ounces of water, if you drink, if you drink, um, you know, eight glasses of water a day, that would be a great place to start or, you know, start with six, work your way up. But really the more you can drink of water, the better, cause it's going to flush your system. It's going to keep you hydrated. It's going to keep your body running at a healthier spot. And those veggies that I talked about, you know, I talked about half of your plate should be veggies. Well, once again, um, healthy vegetables, asparagus, mixed green salad, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, as I, as I said earlier, those are, those are great, great, great veggies. And then condiments, I encourage you, you know, careful with your condiments. That's where you can blow it. You know, you can have some nice, great egg whites and then smother it in uh, high fructose corn syrup packed ketchup. Not a good plan. You kind of just ruined it there. So for condiments, um, lean more towards mustard, hummus, salsa, 
uh, or hot sauce. I know when I was heading in the military and I needed to lose a lot of weight, salsa was my friend. I, I loved my salsa. That was kind of, that was my indulgence of, of something uh, that was that was just really pleasing to me. That was one of my, I guess that was my comfort food as I was going into the army was salsa. But those are the condiments that you can look at. All right, so if you need to go back and, and rewind and listen to those again to, to write them down or to get an idea of your list for lean protein, healthy carbs, healthy fats, your drinks and teas, your veggies and your condiments, go ahead and do that. Because I'm telling you, the food is going to make a huge difference in your life as to, to your health. So um, once again, one of the biggest things to do is stay away from, from those processed foods and to really look for the, the whole or organic as much as you can. I know lots of times people say, oh, the organic's too expensive. And, and one, one piece of advice I did here one time was, you know, if you, can, if you just can't feel like you can't afford um, uh, organic, if you can at least go for organic things like carrots, because carrots are it's a root that you basically take out of the ground and they can really soak up more of the, the toxins that organic foods eliminate that don't have in them. Well, if you get just regular carrots, I guess they can have more toxins in it than if you got organic. But still, if you look for those those healthy vegetables, organic or otherwise, it's still going to be better than that processed, that boxed food. Now, I did mention, you know, I kind of spoke out against microwaves. Uh, one of the programs I did uh, with my wife, actually, with a group, they they talked about how if you put protein in a microwave it literally changes it at the 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 structural level of that food so they they highly discourage microwaving protein but i will say for myself uh, both for both for the convenience and the good taste of it i do love i love 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 my microwaved frozen vegetables i will get a bag of vegetables uh, the ones that you can see right in the bag, those are amazing. Those are great. Those are definitely on my go-to list, but those are wonderful. So just some practical tips. And so as we wrap this up, I just, I encourage you after you listen to this podcast, if you have to go back through and take some notes, I encourage you by all means, uh, evaluate your relationship with food. That's a big one. And then go ahead and pick three items from each of those categories to use as your go-to foods. Now I mentioned it in the podcast about exercise. A lot of the material I got from here, uh, I did pick up from one of the best programs that I've ever taken part in, and that is the Fit Father Project. There is going to be a link to that in, in the show notes. It is an affiliate link, full disclosure. Uh, I would get just a little kickback from that, but it does not increase the price to you. If you were to just look them up online, you'd pay the same price as what uh, you would get going from that link. The only difference is because I, I am a lifetime member of the program, then uh, I do get a little bit to bring other people on because that is a gentleman, uh, Dr. Balduzzi, that is someone who has really, really uh, worked hard at uh, helping men, especially men over 40. Any man can benefit from it, but especially men over 40. And he also has a Fit Mothers program as well. But definitely check that out in the link. Um, see what you think. It For me, it was one of the best programs I've ever done because it really does cover the exercise. It covers the nutrition. It covers mindset. There's so many things that it covers, so I, I really can't, uh, encourage you to check out the program enough because it really is exceptional. And so I uh, hope you have a great day. I hope this has helped you in some way. I would ask you to go ahead and hit that subscribe button and subscribe to the podcast. Tell your friends about it. Share it with others. And uh, we just hope you have a great day on, our, on your road to being an exceptional man, husband, and father. Have a great day. Thank you so much for listening to the Exceptional Husband Podcast. This episode has been brought to you by Today for a Better Tomorrow Life Coaching.
I sincerely hope you found encouragement and fresh ideas were sparked for you to grow more today. If you'd like more focused help in becoming an exceptional man, husband, and father, check out www.t4bt.us. That's t4bt.us. Click on the Book a Clarity Session button to schedule a conversation with me to see if personal coaching might be something for you. For this first call, I waive my usual fees just to get to know you better and see if we might be a good fit for me to help you on your journey. Once again, that's www.t4bt.us. Thanks again for listening, and remember, Yesterday is gone forever and tomorrow is out of reach. All you can change is today.